WBNE. Hello and welcome to episode 91, All About the Hobbit, Chapter 5, Riddles in the Dark, being the 91st part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by Sequoia Simone and Kim Harris of Fanatical Fix. I almost said fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Fanatical Fix and where to find them. Welcome. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining me. Um, When I found your podcast, I just love the energy and the dynamics of of it. So it's just so wonderful. Um, would you guys like to tell me and the listeners what your like history or experience is with um, Lord of the Rings and or The Hobbit? Uh, yeah, I mean, I read uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy when I was in high school. I really, really loved it. I did put down the the third volume about halfway through when I was like, oh my gosh, are we still going to Mordor? Um, and like did that for like a couple of weeks to have some distance. Um, but I loved them a lot. I love, love, love the movies. Um, and I do believe at least one of the movies had come out before I started uh, reading the books. So it wa- I was a movies into the books person on The Lord of the Rings. But mm-hmm. I had seen as like a smaller child the cartoon version of the mm. Hobbit. Um, and I didn't read it until after I read Lord of the Rings. And now I've read The Hobbit uh, three times. I haven't gone back to the Lord of the Rings books because they're a little bit hefty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's like an understatement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really do love the universe a lot. And um, the new Hobbit movies are terrible. And I've only seen one of them. Yeah, so. I've, heard, I've heard that. <laughs> they are pretty bad. Yeah. The cartoons, are those the like rotoscoped ones with the terrifying ring wraiths. Man, they are so scary. I (laughs) am so excited to watch those because I I will be covering them once I finish The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm so excited for them because they just look totally insane. They are this world. (laughs) Totally bizarre. Yeah, for sure. I definitely watched the movies. I watched those movies. They came out when we were in like junior high because I watched the movies first and was like, these are so cool. And then I tried to read the books and I was like 13 and I could not make, I gave up about halfway through Two Towers because I was like, I can't deal with these songs. The songs, (laughs) it's all relatable. I totally understand. So I dropped Two Towers and I actually never picked the the Lord of the Rings books up again, but I read The Hobbit a ton. I think my dad read it to me when I was really little. Um, the copy I picked up to do the reading for this prep actually has a bookmark with his handwriting on it. So I was like, oh, nice. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, I feel like you guys are, you're coming in with this energy of like, well, I watched the movies first and then tried reading the book. That's 5,000% like the normal <laughs> thing for lo- like with this like book to movie like adaptation world culture everyone always feels the need to be like i read the book first i read the book first <laughs> lord of the rings is like the one exception yeah and yeah. and i have a lot of people be like well i did watch the movies first and then i read them and i'm like that is the normal yeah. thing yeah. to do i think we were also pretty young when the movies came out the books were too dense for me at that point in time i think I mean, I read them when I was, you know, 25, and I I was still like, oh my god, they're still walking out of the Shire. Just really don't care about the etymological derivation of this hill's name, Tolkien, please. But The Hobbit's way different, I think. The Hobbit is definitively a children's book. A hundred percent. Um, I'm I'm coming yeah. to realize a lot more. Um, as I get further into it, I was coming into it with this expectation that it was going to be kind of like a Disney fairy tale, but it's in some aspects it's more like a a Grimm Brothers mm-hmm. fairy tale yeah. where like there are a lot of darker things yeah. to it. Um, that aren't as like quote unquote like kid friendly. These mm-hmm. things that like when we look back on a lot of like our childhood movies or or you know whatever, um, especially just like in the like nineties and just like the further you get back, it's a totally different thing of like what was appropriate for children. <laughs> yeah, you know? as opposed to nowadays 
Um, it's just like a totally different tone with, right. with kids' media and books and everything. <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah, it's so much easier to read. They mm-hmm. get I made fun of a lot. I think it was in chapter two. They leave the Shire in the span of like two sentences. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just gone. We don't. And Lord of the cares? Rings is like, oh, a hundred pages in, we're still in the <laughs> Shire. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this chapter is super exciting and fun. This is chapter five, Riddles in the Dark. Um, I had a feeling that Gollum was going to make an appearance hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. I was correct. Um, just because I knew from reading Lord of the Rings um, and the background about how Bilbo got the ring, I know that it had something to do with riddles. And I was like, Hmm. Mayhaps this is Gollum's appearance. I was super excited when you emailed us of which chapter we were going to be doing. I was like, this is one of the iconic chapters from this book, I would mm-hmm. say. When I think about this book, this is one of the chapters I think about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it opens up with Bilbo coming to after they've had this like attack from the goblins and like poor Bilbo has just been like left, (laughs) like literally like left in the dark. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I felt so bad for him reading this. I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like forgotten. And it's like, I don't know if it was, I think it's more of an instance of like in the dark, he's so small that they probably didn't even notice he was like lying there. Mm -hmm. And they just, like, left him or whatever. But, like, this idea of waking up and being like, did they forget me? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, in a cave, I think it's just so scary. Like, that total darkness that you get in caves. And And it opens up, the chapter opens up in, like, such a, um, it's still kind of, like, wholesome and fun. But then you (laughs) sort of have to remember that also simultaneously he is, like, in the pitch black, cannot see anything, and a goblin might show up and just like slit his throat at any given point in time. Any second. But mm-hmm. you know, he's just like, okay, what's going on here? Oh, this is not great. Where's my pipe? You know? Like <laughs> yeah. just like trying to breathe and collect himself. And he's like doing these don't don't light your pipe. What are you doing? But I totally see why. <laughs> he's so shaken. Yeah, yeah. it's scary. Oh, Bilbo's a great protagonist. I just like him so much. <laughs> I really identify yeah, with him. Yeah, I'm finding a lot that he's, for like a lot of people, he's a very, especially like in the days of like quarantine and like self, you know, social isolation and stuff of being like, I'm going to stay home. I'm good. Thanks. You know, like <laughs> he's trying so hard. I think Bilbo is going to be all of us once we're in a post, you know, everyone's vaccinated world where you're going to you're going to leave your house and be like all right time to go to the bars yeah. Tra- time to go shopping this is so exciting and then you get there and you're going to be like this this is terrible i want to go home like yeah. to go home <laughs> i had forgotten up, put the kettle yeah. on <laughs> yeah this is awful what was i even thinking i thought i wanted an adventure and then i was in this, this is... dark bar and it was terrible <laughs> Yeah, awful. So as Bilbo's groping around in this tunnel trying to find his way, he happens upon a certain object. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Hmm. So incredibly unlikely. I just yeah, it says he guessed as well as he could and crawled along for a good way till suddenly his hand met with what felt like a tiny ring of cold metal lying on the floor of the tunnel. It was a turning point in his career, but he did not know it. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like what an I like what a iconic thing. Also, I would what I would give for a narrator to say that about my life about like <laughs> This was a turning point in her, her career because yeah. she didn't know it. You know? <laughs> that would be nice to have that like hindsight. But but yeah, so I'm like, really, really, you happen to find the one ring in the middle of a dark tunnel. Mm-hmm. Right. Really? When you actually can't see anything. Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. feeling around on the ground. This tiny it could just ring. as easily have been a cold rock, a cold round yeah. rock. But exactly, I think, I think the point is that the ring wants Wanted. to be found. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I've heard a lot of people say is that like when the ring wants to be found, it will be found. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. even though it seems incredibly unlikely. <laughs> yeah, and like I'll talk. I'll talk more about that um, later in this chapter too. But mm-hmm. just like 
I don't exactly believe that it would just be lying in the middle of this cave. Like, I think Gollum would have noticed it being gone. But but we'll, we'll yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. But just, just man, just mm-hmm. what are the odds? What are the Strings odds? making what some moves. It's got some little yeah. ring plans. <laughs> some big ring plans. It's some got big huge ring, ring plans. plans. Huge plans. <laughs> yeah. So um, Bilbo is like very heartbroken. He's like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, well, at least I have my pipe. That's good. Oh, at least I have my weed. That's good. And then he's like, I don't have any matches. Life is a disaster. And we're all going to die. And there's no point to anything. And I'm just like, I completely relate to that. Just having like one thing go wrong and being Mm -hmm. like, that's it. Life is fleeting and meaningless. We're done. (laughs) Yeah. I would have just laid down on the ground and given up at that point. This. Let the goblins take me. I'm done. (laughs) I guess I die here. This is where I die. Mm -hmm. I like that he looked for the matches in relation to his pipe, but not in relation to uh, his existence in a dark space. (laughs) That is true. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That he was like, let me find, let me see if I can find some matches matches to light my pipe. Not like, let me see if I can find some matches matches to light my way in the dark tunnel. (laughs) See my way in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does say that he later on he's like, well, that's probably for the best because otherwise the goblins would be able to come and find me and follow mm-hmm. the light or follow the smoke. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's so funny. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, he does pull out. He pulls out his sword. I can't remember. I don't think at this point he has named it Sting. No. Um, but this is Sting, and so it, it's like glowing a little bit. So he's like kind of using this, and he's like, well. I guess I'll just have to like walk in some direction. Yeah. And we'll see where that gets me. What else is there I, to I be did done? Notice yeah. the, the the text says that he's got the he's been hiding his sword in his pants and that's why the goblins didn't take it. Yeah. Which seems like how are you you were doing what? Is that a how? sword in your in your in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see it? Because like, oh. we've seen Sting, it's it's not a sp- it's not like a little knife. It's, like a, it's knife. a sword for hobbits. Yeah, for hobbits. Mm-hmm. Um, Must be some very large pants, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. See, pants. here's the thing. I don't question a lot of the logic in The Hobbit because mm. I keep reminding myself that, like, it's a kid's story. You know, <laughs> Tolkien was, like, telling this story to his kid at bedtime. And so his kid probably wasn't being like, hang on. How does a sword fit inside a pocket <laughs> or inside someone's pants? Yeah. Hammer pants. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Bilbo is now wearing hammer pants. Excellent. <laughs> um, I will say, though, this is Tolkien has done this a couple times so far in The Hobbit where like after the fact, he'll bring in something that is like, wow, that's super convenient. <laughs> and this is one of those instances where it's like. Bilbo was lucky enough to have hidden his sword when the goblins were searching them. And so he, you know, that's why it wasn't taken. Um, So, yeah, there's like a lot of, you know, convenient things happening, like along the way that Mm -hmm. like Tolkien kind of like stumbles upon and being like, oh, I think Bilbo needs to have his sword. Let me write that in here. Like why he has his sword at this point rather than like rather than like going back in the previous chapter and writing in a section that was like Bilbo put his sword in his pants. You know? <laughs> Bilbo always keeps his sword in his pants. Yeah, <laughs> for reasons. So, <laughs> so he uses like this tiny little glimmer from the sword, and he like stumbles his way through the darkness and just like walks wherever he thinks he's gonna go. I do like this one note that kind of sheds um, it sheds like a lot more light on hobbits in being like because I think. I don't know. I, you know, coming from the Lord of the Rings, I'm thinking of Merry and Pippin as like <laughs> stereotypical hobbits. Um, and I've made like a lot of like memes and jokes about them of how like they are just they're just there a lot of the times and they're just like high or drunk and they're just there to have a good time, you know. But Tolkien does say, he says, also, they can move very quietly and hide easily and recover wonderfully from falls and bruises. I think that note is important because I think that actually sheds a lot of light specifically on Merry and Pippin because, like, (laughs) they do go through a lot. 
but the fact that like they recover quickly <laughs> um and they have a fund of wisdom and wise sayings that men have mostly never heard or have forgotten long ago so i like this little extra tidbit we get about hobbits being like a lot more a lot more useful creatures than <laughs> than is in my mindset right now yeah i'm not entirely sure how the uh wise old phrases are going to come into in, in to help him well, at that point, you're not entirely sure what wise old phrases are going to help him in this dark cave. You're like, okay, why? Mm -hmm. Why do I need to know this information? <laughs> and you do need to know it pretty immediately after this. <laughs> mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then he reaches like a pool of water of some kind. He's not sure if it's uh, actually no, he does. He does use some like observational skills which like good job Bilbo he's like well I don't hear running water so I think it's a, a pool or a lake of some kind um and Tolkien does this like full paragraph talking about like like the darkness of of water and strange things that live in the water and fish that have creepy eyes and I'm just yeah. like okay Tolkien <laughs> is team because so a uh, would you rather question I ask people a lot is would you rather go to space or the bottom of the ocean and I'm like no get me I want nothing to do with the bottom of the ocean to do with that it. is where like <laughs> Satan's creatures live I do not want to see the deep ocean at all mm -mm. That, that is more a... terrifying to me than space. <laughs> that was a really gross section and really scary. I was like, this is really effectively terrifying and disgusting me mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Hate yep, this. Yep, yep. And like, as he was describing these like slimy, dark creatures that live in the water, I was like, okay, I'm getting like really anxious for, for Gollum to show up. Right. And then like literally the next paragraph. Here's another <laughs> gross, slimy thing. <laughs> yeah. It says... Deep down here by the dark water lived old Gollum, a small, slimy creature. I don't know where he came from, nor who or what he was. Meanwhile, like, flash forward, like, 20 years when Tolkien's writing The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and it's he's kind like, of wild that the narrator's saying they don't know what Gollum's deal is here. Yeah. I think I mean, at this point... What are they point, talking about? It's hard because in The Lord of the Rings, we learn that The Hobbit was technically written by Bilbo. Mm -hmm. So I get that Bilbo wouldn't know like how Gollum got there or like who he is or mm -hmm. like what he is but it's also confusing because we get some of his background like in two paragraphs from here where they're yeah, like the narrator's and then, like, like I don't know what his deal is but here's also what his deal is <laughs> and then there's also this like fourth wall breaking where like the narrator will be like I and you um, but if it's Bilbo, like, writing about his own story, you know, it's just, like, kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think at this point when the book was being written, it was just, you know, Tolkien is the person writing The Hobbit. I don't know if he necessarily thought of, like, this idea of Bilbo writing The Hobbit. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, Tolkien was like, you know what? I think I'm going to expand upon this Gollum character. <laughs> this yucky dude. In a couple years, maybe. <laughs> So it says, he was Gollum, as dark as darkness, except for two big, round, pale eyes on his thin face. He had a little bit. This is where I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the imagery of this thing, I was just like, that's terrifying. <laughs> he had a little boat and he rode it about quite quietly on his lake or on the lake. For lake it was, wide and deep and deadly cold. He paddled it with large feet dangling over the side, but never a ripple did he make. So creepy. creepy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just this dark cave, this lake, and then this creature has his boat that yeah. he's paddling with his feet flopping over the side. <laughs> it's Get gross. Me out of it's there. gross. And I feel like, so I was reading this with the sort of the cultural or like the uh the idea of Gollum in your head that you mm -hmm. get from the three Lord of the Rings movies mm -hmm. and then the way that that character seeped its way into pop culture is not this right mm -hmm. like this is visceral yeah. and creepy and slimy and gross and kind of at this point when we think of Gollum you think of just like um you know 
either him talking to himself over by mm. Frodo or you think about um, him singing the song and like about juicy With sweet fish. fish. I know and, exactly yeah. what moment you're talking about. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Gollum was pretty consistently wet looking in all of so the movies. Sli- yeah. He so was slimy. pretty yucky. He's pretty yucky, but you're not scared of him. Yeah, I guess so. He's scary here. This is this really would have freaky. given me nightmares. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I had memories yeah. of my childhood. What? And and this is where <laughs> this is where I definitely like am moving more towards like this idea that oh, this isn't like a happy-go-lucky children's bedtime story. This is more like a Grimm Brothers yes type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it has a bit of a happier ending than Grimm Brothers fairy tales <laughs> where it's like and then to fit her foot into the shoe she cut off her toes and heels Slice them and, off. and then the birds came and pecked out her eyes <laughs> the end you know yeah <laughs> I think we, we know this has a happier ending than that yeah yeah um, oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, I know that, you know, Bilbo returns Bilbo makes home, it at least. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so this gross thing called Gollum lives in this lake. He It notes that he eats a lot of the fish and sometimes the goblins. And at this point, he's pretty hungry. And he's seeing this unknown creature walk up. Um, and so he's like, Hmm, perhaps a meal for me. Let's see. <laughs> Goblin has got a taste so bad. <laughs> right? Goblin tastes yeah. bad, right? It's got to be I don't, you know, I don't think when when you're when you're living in the depths of, <laughs> of like a, a cave, I don't think you're like much for taste. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, I think you're just like anything at this point will do. It's either it's either yeah. the fish whose father swam in and never swam out or a goblin. <laughs> like there's not there's not a whole lot going the on. The goblins have food. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what a goblin would taste like. I think probably, <laughs> probably really stringy, a uh-huh. little stringy. Yeah, yeah, um, bony. Chewy. But I'm also imagining like I'm imagining it's like eating a fish, but like with the scales still on it. <laughs> okay, so now that we're all gagging, great. Um, exactly what I like to. This is the experience I like to provide my guests good with. Good audio content. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Gollum like starts talking to himself, and it mentions that he calls himself. Um, yeah, it says, "What is he, my precious?" Whispered Gollum, who always spoke to himself, though never having anyone else to speak to. Where is it? At some point, it mentions that he calls himself my precious. Mm -hmm. And then, like, later on in the chapter, he calls the ring my precious. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. was there no editing done here? Did Tolkien just change his mind halfway through? And the editor was like, (laughs) I don't care. You know? I think maybe whatever. Both both can be true. Yeah. He thinks of, he's kind of conflated himself and the ring, and he's talking to both and either. Yeah. And, you know, sort of later we get into, in the in the Lord of the Rings movies, we get into the idea that there's a Gollum and a Smeagol. Yeah. And so, like, there's just, like, all sorts of things going on with that slimy little dude. He, he, yeah. He lived underground too long. <laughs> And also, like, I wonder, I I do this a lot so far reading The Hobbit, where I'm like, I wonder how far into, like, The Lord of the Rings that Tolkien had thought about so far, um, or if it was just, like, something that, like, he hadn't even begun to think about yet when he was writing this. Because, like, Mm -hmm. does he even, like, have this? Because when it says... um, what did I say earlier about like, but I don't know who this creature is or what he was or where he came from. <laughs> right. Like, did Tolkien know yet? Or was that something that he was like keeping secret for himself mm-hmm. to reveal like later on, you know, or was it like he genuinely didn't know? And he's like, I'm sure this creature won't come up again. It'll be fine. <laughs> I think he definitely had uh, plans because right around here, he no, it might be later. Actually, he talks about the master of the rings of power, and we—he's he, already mentioned the necromancer at this point. So we've seen some of the like right. larger Lord of the Rings Elements, stuff happening yeah. alongside the story. So I think I think there was a lot of plans already, or maybe not. Yeah, who yeah. knows? <laughs> not me. <laughs> I only know about Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's an area I haven't even begun to, to 
Lord of the Rings fan fiction. Think about yeah. <laughs> I don't like a part of me wants to like do a couple episodes for Lord of the Rings fan fiction. I just think that would be fun. Um, but also I'm afraid. <laughs> There's almost certainly some awesome stuff out there. I uh, we certainly. haven't really delved into it at all. We haven't even really done any crossover stuff. But, but, but also yeah. for for the awesome stuff, what what kind of like horrors do i have to read <laughs> to, to find that you know yeah it does, i'm afraid it does take some digging you just sure. go on ao3 filter out everything you don't want to see and then you oh, click geez. on the one story that <laughs> like one story yeah no, i'm kidding <laughs> great perfect yeah so Gollum, the precious mm-hmm. and he wants it that's right he like he wants to eat bilbo yum um so he goes over to Bilbo and is like, who are you? What are you doing here? What are you doing in my swamp? I don't know why I thought of that. Um, But it's got that mood. Um, Anyway, um, and Bilbo is like very formal. Also, I would like never in my life give my full name. He says, I am Mr. Bilbo Baggins. And I'm like, why would you do that in this situation? Right. He's a he's a polite hobbit. Too polite. Too polite. Too polite for Mm -hmm. his own good. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I have lost the dwarves and I have lost the I also like how he says the wizard and like the dwarves. I don't know. Just makes me laugh. And I don't know where I am. And I don't want to know if only I can get away. I love that. I don't want to know yeah. where I am. Just don't get me out of here. I would like to leave. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Ignorance is bliss and everything. Yeah, especially when you're like, you're in this place, it's completely dark except for two lamp like giant eyes that are staring oh, at creepy you. Eyes. You yeah. like he can't see Gollum. He can't see what he looks like. He just knows Mm. there's a lake in front of him and two really big scary eyes that rolled up to him and I love the first thing he says which is bless us and splash us my precious. (laughs) (laughs) Gross and weird. Yeah. Yeah. And also like these aren't these aren't Dobby the house elf eyes. You know that's something that's a description that I feel like JK Rowling was like hmm copy paste. Yeah. One of the many descriptions that J.K. Rowling copy pasted out of this. That's something that like that's like the first thing that is described about Dobby is uh, his eyes um, looking at Harry when he's like sitting in the garden by himself. And it's like Harry noticed two tennis ball shaped, I don't know, orbs or whatever peeking (laughs) out from the bush. Mm -hmm. And that's like essentially what this is, except for. Dobby maybe won't kill you on purpose. Gollum will. Not on purpose. Dobby's not going to eat eat you. (laughs) Yeah, he won't eat you. Dobby will not eat your flesh. He's not quite so wet and slimy. (laughs) So, So they come to this agreement that... Gollum is going to they're going to tell each other riddles and if Gollum stumps Bilbo he gets to eat him (laughs) and if Bilbo stumps Gollum then Gollum has to show him the way out yeah it just seems like an unreliable deal you know yeah yeah yeah. you're definitely going to get eaten either way here Bilbo like whatever (laughs) he's like oh yeah the rules of the riddle game are sacred yeah that's what I was that's what I was wondering it mentions later on all kinds of dark creatures and it's like no I think you're just gonna get eaten yeah that's what I was wondering because it mentions later on that like the riddle it it calls it like the riddle game so Uh I'm like so is this like a well-known like Like an established of like compromise or like (laughs) conflict resolution you know is this something that's like well known throughout the land amongst all creatures um and it feels kind of like like i don't know i'm thinking of like pirates of the caribbean and how like they have the like the pirate code and like (laughs) you know all the dark creatures code yeah (laughs) yeah so like do they i don't know it just makes me laugh this idea that like there's this like rule book and apparently all the (laughs) Everyone in the land of Middle Earth knows that, right. like, oh, the riddle game is yeah. not to be messed with. Yeah, <laughs> it like, feels like, really fairy tale. Honestly, that that mm-hmm. feels really fairy tale to me. Yeah, any yeah. like ancient laws feel mm-hmm. pretty fairy tale to me. It does feel like a community counselor stepped in and was like, okay, we need to resolve this problem in a more productive way, and instituted the riddle game. Mm-hmm. Also, I. I would like immediately die because I don't think I could ever <laughs> no. think of like a yeah, riddle no just way. off the no top way. of my head. No. Immediately eaten. Well, I died back in the uh, tunnel when I laid down and gave up. But uh, I also oh, yeah, died here. Yeah, we all died there. <laughs> if we're being honest, I'm still back in my hobbit hole. I'm yeah, alive, I did not but leave. I just never left. Yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Um, so I'm going to read out the riddles <laughs> and listeners, if you are, you know, you can like play at home, you know, pause the podcast you after eaten? I say the riddle and see if you can solve it yourself. If you are someone who maybe you haven't read The Hobbit before or you've or you haven't read it in a while, so you don't know what the answers are. Did you guys I don't know how like how familiar you are with The Hobbit if you like already knew the answers ahead of time, but like as I was reading the riddles, I I like paused and was like, "Hmm, could I solve this myself?" Yeah. <laughs> I also I did that. I remember a few I remembered a few of them from the last time whenever that was that I read them. I think it was in college. Yeah. I have but. no memories. So, mm-hmm. um I <laughs> So I tried to do them. I think I got two out of mm. all the ones. I were. got I got a couple and then there are other ones that I was like that makes that's no nothing. Sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, the first riddle that Gollum tells Bilbo is what has roots as nobody sees is taller than trees up up it goes and yet never grows and this is a mountain which I was like did that one <laughs> sure I do, I do like that um, golems are all kind of thematic of like where he is and who he is they're either mm-hmm. related to the current present location or really gross and dark and then Bilbo's are all kind of like outside sunlight food focused mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you true. can tell what they spend a lot of time thinking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, and then the next one, let's see. So that, yeah, so Bilbo gets it right. And then he asks, 30 white horses on a red hill. First they champ, then they stamp, then they stand still. And the answer to this one is teeth. And I was like, a red hill? Is that supposed You're to be like our gums? gums? Your gums probably shouldn't I don't be understand. red. Correct. <laughs> not good oral hygiene <laughs> but also like i'm thinking about the top row of teeth i wouldn't call like i could get the hill like your teeth standing on a hill for your bottom mm-hmm. jaw mm-hmm. that checks out but like your teeth on the upper part are like flipped mm-hmm. you know upside down so like i wouldn't call your gums on the upper part of your mouth a hill right no, because the teeth are on the bot you know i was thinking too hard about this yeah one. <laughs> also like Teeth are in no way similar to horses. What are you talking about? What are riddles? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was honestly just kind of gross. It was. I didn't yeah. like thinking that about it. It was a gross you know? Bilbo one. Uh, Bilbo. Yeah. So the answer is teeth. And Bil- uh, Gollum notes that he only has six. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Rude. That's rude to people who don't have 30 teeth or whatever he said they were. <laughs> uh, the less I think about Gollum's teeth, the better, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I There's any shot in the movies where it like was an up close of his mouth. I was like... I'm out. It's like horrible. I can appreciate I, I appreciate like the the attention to detail that they gave <laughs> and that like it looks really good uh-huh. still in the year, you know, 2020, yeah, 2021, yes. you know, mm-hmm. still looks good. Hate it. Hate, Hate it. To look no good. thank you. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> no thank you. So then Gollum asks, voiceless it cries, wingless flutters, toothless bites, mouthless mutters. And I was really excited cuz I got this I right. Got that one this too. is Nice. The wind. Woo-hoo. I was like, I'm so smart. Look yeah. at me solving <laughs> riddles that are 80 years old, 90 <laughs> years old at this point. I expect I expect all riddles to work almost exactly like that riddle. Um where mm-hmm. it's like using, you know, a word that could mean several different things or, you know, like I expect it to be sort of like a one word answer. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is and we'll get into it, which is why the later ones are just bonkers to me. Oh, hey, oh yeah. 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 So Bilbo gets that right. Then he asks an eye in a blue face saw an eye in a green face. That eye is like to this eye, said the first eye, but in low place, not in high place. And Gollum struggles on this one because he's just been living in darkness for the rest of his life. And also that's nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Because apparently the answer is sun. Uh But, but, okay, all right, let's, let's review. So, an eye and a blue face. That checks out, Uh you know, that's the sun. But then it says an eye and a green face. What does that mean? It's a daisy. It's a daisy. So it's the sun looking at a daisy. Oh, that, the whole totally answer is that. the sun looking at that. a daisy. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Or a that. daisy looking that. at the sun. 
something like that which is like this is where it starts to get crazy because the answer is not the sun the answer is the sun looking down upon a Mm -hmm. daisy that's in a field (laughs) filled with you know like okay well, there you go. Um, this is a like these are like riddles for for children, you know. And I'm like grown woman. I don't know what they are. Okay, yeah, that makes out. Because I thought I thought he was just saying. Cause yeah, Gollum says "sun on the daisy." It means mm-hmm. it does. I just kind of was like, oh, he's talking about flowers in the sun. I don't. Know. I didn't connect the dots. It's fine. So the next one is let's see. Gollum asks us. I'm trying to like keep straight. Who's who's asking and who's answering. It cannot be seen, cannot be felt, cannot be heard, cannot be smelt. It lies behind stars and under hills and empty holes it fills. It comes first and follows after. Ends life kills laughter. That's fun, isn't it? What a fun riddle, everyone. It's yeah. a good one. <laughs> this is another one that I got correct. It is the darkness. Yeah. And that one, I have no issues with that one. That one, you know. That's a riddle. That one. one makes sense. That's a riddle. The answer checks out. Yeah. 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 The next one says, a box without hinges, key or lid, yet golden treasure inside is hid. <laughs> and this is one that got me really mad because I sat there thinking for a long time. <laughs> And then when um, Gollum, Gollum like was really struggling at this point because he, as we previously previously discussed, he doesn't exactly have a refined taste palette at this point (laughs) in his life. It's been who knows how many centuries. Mm -hmm. How old old is Gollum? Really old, right? I think he has the he is in possession of the ring for something like six hundred years, maybe. So it's been like five hundred years since he's seen. this stuff. An egg. An egg. Yeah. Spoiler alert. An egg. The yeah. answer is an egg. Yeah. And I was like, oh, an egg. Okay, that's actually really clever. That's yeah. That's, that's clever. I get that. And then Gollum asks, alive without breath, as cold as death, never thirsty, ever drinking, all in mail, never clinking. And I, I got stumped on this one, I'll admit, which I thought was funny. Um, I liked this next, this like line of narration. It says, I imagine you know the answer, of course. And I was like, I don't, but that's okay. <laughs> like rude narrator, yeah, just, whatever. Like, you, you assume too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you for thinking I'm smarter than I am. But um, <sighs> or can guess as easy as winking since you are sitting comfortably at home and have not the danger of being eaten to disturb your thinking. Right. I love that little bit of narration and it also reminds me a lot of uh, a series of unfortunate events yeah where the narrator would constantly be like of course you're reading this story comfortably in your home (laughs) all curled up in bed like with a cup of tea like you're safe and sound so the problems of these children don't (laughs) matter to you you know exactly exactly yeah he gets lucky on this one bilbo does yeah and he replies that it is fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's only because a fish jumps out of the water yeah. and like literally lands at his Bilbo feet. Bilbo is so lucky this whole sequence. Yeah. And his I entire think life. Gollum is <laughs> yeah. better at riddles than oh, yeah. Bilbo. Yeah. Decidedly. Yeah. Yes. Which I, I don't exactly understand how that checks out because... <laughs> Where is Gollum getting these riddles from if he like has been living in this cave for He's just you know the past 600 years in the or cave so? coming up with riddles? <laughs> He's just coming up with these riddles he by just himself. Loves yeah. Riddles. You know? Like, he does ask the the one ring of power to answer the riddles sometimes, but it uh-huh. uh, can't. So it goes ah, blah, 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 blah. it goes ah, Sar- or whatever. Yeah, Sauron's exactly. not very good at riddles. Yeah. <laughs> Canon. I actually I do like I do like this now um, like image in my head of like Gollum telling riddles to the ring and then meanwhile back in Mordor Sauron's like oh god guys what is it a box without hinges key or lid (laughs) and then the orcs are like I don't know (laughs) oh that's really good good. yes Mm. yeah so the answer to that one is fish okay this is this next one really gets me all right okay all right No legs lay on one leg. Two legs sat near on three legs. Four legs got some. Bilbo, Bilbo, are you okay? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. It's like this has to have been because I think he says it must be something that like 
is asked a lot like in the shire i don't know it's an old shire riddle yeah like it's so random (laughs) and the answer listeners if you're playing along at home and trying to answer the riddle like props to you if you guessed this without ever having read this book before i'm gonna say you didn't do it (laughs) yeah and yeah that's just not possible yeah and you're lying yeah the answer is fish on a little table man at table, sitting on a stool, the cat has the bones. It's like what? it's like we're asserting several things. One, a fish is the only animal without legs. Uh-huh. It's not. And then it says lay on one leg. What table, what table has, has one, one leg? Leg. Tables with one leg. Next question. But that's but that's not a table. A table can't if you, possibly if you have like a stand table up. with a with a really thick center leg. Uh-huh. That's one. I get you can have a table. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like a cocktail, like a cocktail Uh table. Yeah. Uh Not like a dinner table, but like a small round table. Okay. This riddle is nothing. Bilbo is in trouble and I feel so bad for him. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact, yeah. Also, how did, yeah, because this is the one that Bilbo asked Gollum. That's Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. But how did Gollum, I don't know how Gollum Because Gollum is actually good at riddles. Mm hmm. And Bilbo, this is an old Shire riddle, and it's an old. Sh- it's got to be an old Shire riddle because also, yeah. Nick, a cat is not the only four-legged creature. <laughs> Maybe like he would have accepted the answer if he right. said dog, like yeah. a, I don't a know. snake yeah. on a plate in a on a little table. <laughs> the dog gets the bone. I'm tired of these mother f- snakes <laughs> on these mother, mother f- f- plates. <laughs> Um, so I listen to a comedy podcast called Hey Riddle Riddle, mm. and they have like a, a running joke on there as they're answering riddles, where sometimes when a riddle is so bad, they take it to riddle court <laughs> to like argue that like this riddle makes no sense. It should be like deleted from history, you know? Yeah. And this is that is the riddle I would take to riddle court. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, makes terrible. me so mad so mad <laughs> i mean we've got another one that's just like not a riddle coming up but that's continue. true <laughs> yeah okay yes okay so so the next one that i think bilbo's asking now no should be Gollum's. Gollum is asking Gollum's got now. another nasty yeah. one this thing all things devours birds beasts trees and flowers gnaws iron bites steel grinds hard stones to meal slays king ruins town and beats high mountain down and i was just like i don't i don't know acid rain a, dra- a dragon <laughs> I got this one. Acid rain. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It could be a lot of things, actually, you know. That's true. Acid rain. You know what? I'll uh, yeah. accept that. <laughs> we're, yeah, if we're in a riddle battle. We will accept that answer. <laughs> I accept that answer. Yeah. Write it into the ancient um, riddle laws. <laughs> so the, the answer is not acid rain. What? Though, sadly. Um, <laughs> the answer is time. That, that flighty temptress. Mm-hmm. Time. And Bilbo gets this one purely by luck. Yeah, again, because yeah. he says Gollum starts like swimming over to him, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no! Donate me, please. Give me more time. Oh my God, it's time! Ha! I'm smart. I figured it out. Time. Nope. Just got real lucky. So lucky. And the luck continues because Gollum says Bilbo has to ask just one more question to guess. And it's the phrase, that phrasing is so important. And it's so crazy to think that, like, Hmm. the events of, like, the next, I don't know, (laughs) uh, you know, 200 years of Middle Earth hinge on, like, that phrasing (laughs) of this one thing. Because if he had said, like, okay, you have to give me another riddle, that would be different. But he says, one more question. Yeah. And Bilbo says... What have I got in my pocket? Just musing to himself about, he he's like yeah. so panicked about not being able to come up with a riddle. He's just like, what's in my pocket? I'm going to think about anything else right now. <laughs> brain shuts down. You know, when you're panicking and your brain shuts down, you say something stupid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's in my pocket? <laughs> yeah. And it seems to be also like if we're, if we're sort of living in the headspace where the ring uh has big ring plans part of its big ring plans are not that Gollum eats bilbo yeah but the ri- i don't think the ring's affecting this 
I think the ring, he touches the ring in his pocket and then says, what's in my pocket? So he was drawn to put his hand in his pocket Okay. at that point. Do you think the ring was just trying to get him to put it on and then just leave? Probably, yes. Oh, okay. Maybe. That yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> But Bilbo was just like stupider than the ring expected. <laughs> yes. And he, he was he wasn't like, let me put the ring on. He was like, let me think out loud. What's in my pocket? Yeah. So <laughs> Um and then Gollum's like, that's not fair. How am I supposed to know what's that's in your not pocket? A riddle. It's not Please. a riddle. <laughs> um and he gives him a couple question a couple guesses. Also, again, super lucky because Gollum says hands, mm-hmm. like literally right as Bilbo took his hands out of his mm-hmm. pockets. Like that's lucky because if his hands had just had still been in his pockets, God, Gollum would have won. Game over. You know, Gollum yeah. eats you. And so he guesses and Gollum is like, oh, fine. I guess I'll show you the way out. Let me go to my little island and get something. <laughs> Definitely not going to eat you. <laughs> hmm. Also, I do want to say that this, what happens in this chapter is a totally different, I don't know if I just like remembered wrong from what I read in the Fellowship of the Ring or if I just like misinterpreted it at the time. I thought that Bilbo got the ring by like Gollum had it and then there was some riddle where Bilbo tricked Gollum into giving it to him and then that's how or like Bilbo tricked Gollum into giving him the ring and Mm. then he was supposed to give it back but then like some sneakery happened where Mm. like he didn't have to give it back and that's not what happened at all he he just found it in a cave (laughs) yeah I don't know and then I don't know what happened to to be able to keep it what's in the fellowship I'm not I don't oh I can't remember (laughs) no clue couldn't tell Oh, well. This whole section is actually one of the few things in the Hobbit movies that's done really well. This section is done, I think, really oh. effectively Well, in the I movie. feel like, like this scene and this sequence of events is like so iconic and important mm-hmm. to the lore of Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth and like Tolkien's work. Like everything, like his most famous work of fiction hinges on like the things that happen in this chapter mm-hmm. so i feel like if there's something you're gonna get right it's got to be this you yeah, know right <laughs> right they did yeah. so much so wrong in those movies but this this section works pretty well i'm excited i'm excited for all the wrong things i have I'm a quick question <laughs> about Gollum. when they say that uh when when he's trying to figure out what's in bilbo's pocket he goes through mm-hmm. a list of things that are in his that pockets. are in his pocket yeah that's oh shoot yeah i wrote that down does Gollum even have pockets? Okay, he's wearing clothes. He has, pockets. he has pockets. There's some weird shire. In the his stuff pockets. in his pockets is wild. He's got six teeth and he has a stone that he uses to sharpen those six teeth in his pocket. Excuse me? Yeah, let's see. Okay, yeah, let me yeah, let me go back and, and read this because it says he thought of all the things he kept in his own pockets. Fish bones, goblins' teeth, uh-huh. wet shells, uh-huh. a bit of bat wing, Why? a sharp stone to sharpen his fangs on, uh-huh. and other nasty things. Yeah. What are you doing? Why are your pockets? Um actually, <laughs> you know what? This reminds me, I don't know if either of you guys have um played Stardew Valley before. Uh-huh. But um this reminds me a lot of like when you go into the mines in Stardew and Valley. Your pockets are full of garbage. <laughs> and you have like you literally like you have like bug meat and uh-huh. like monster slime and you have like 99 stones. <laughs> you think Gollum's just waiting to uh, trade these for some better things? He's he's got pockets full of bat wings to craft some uh what the f- do you craft with bat wings? I don't I don't even know. I think it's like bombs or something, something good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Fine. Excuse me, Gollum. Keep your shire. your pockets. It's useful. <laughs> yeah, he's just hoarding everything to like maybe craft something later. I don't know. But yeah, like what pockets? What is also, he wearing? These are large. He's wearing pants. These are large pockets. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in them. <laughs> the, just the idea of like he's Gollum cargo and, pants. and a pair of like yeah. Oh, you know what though? A lot of pockets. You know what? Cargo pants checks out with Gollum. <laughs> that checks out. pants thoughts today, apparently. I'm like sorry. That, those, those ideas, like, vibe completely yes. with mm-hmm. me. Like, go- yes. Gollum mm-hmm. wearing cargo pants makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Now, question, are they the kind of cargo pants where, like, you unzip them at the knee and they become shorts? Yes. yes. <laughs> and he's definitely, like, lost one of them. 
Oh, that's funny. That's good. Yeah. One yeah. long Ooh. pant, one short pant. <laughs> Lots of bat wings Poor in Gollum. his pockets. He's on a rough go of it. Lots rough of wet shells. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So, so, so Gollum is like, okay, I'm gonna go back to my little island and get and my ring. Not get something to kill you with. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh. Um, he's like, oh, I need something to help me, to help us, like, get out of here. And Bilbo is just like, okay, that makes sense. Um, so Gollum, I'll wait here Gollum's for you. <laughs> plan is to get the ring and put it on and then sneak up behind Bilbo and kill him and eat him. Mm-hmm. The only problem is, oh, actually, I do want to mention, um, he said, it says, my birthday present, he whispered to himself. He says, yeah, my birthday present, it came to me on my birthday, my precious. <laughs> but who knows how Gollum came by that present? And it's just like, okay, well, two things. You do he know. He says like, oh, it came to me on my birthday. Like he didn't commit murder. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like he didn't murder, like yeah. he didn't murder his best friend. And then also just like once again of like, but who knows how Gollum came by that present? And then like a couple years later, Tolkien's like, I know. I know how Gollum came by that present, and I'm going to write about it in a chapter that's 30 pages long with exposition. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So he finds, to his horror, though, the ring is not there. And he comes back and he's like, he's like, where is it? I've lost it. And Bill was like, what are you talking about? And then Gollum's like, what's in your pocket? Mm-hmm. What's in your pocket, huh? And Bilbo's like, what have you lost? So they just go back and forth like this for, for a while. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Bilbo's like, maybe I should put this ring on. Maybe I don't I should... know why. Maybe I should just put it on. Maybe yeah. Just, just have just a gut a instinct bit. feeling. Yeah, he's finally <laughs> giving in to the ring being like, just put me on. We could have yeah. bypassed this entire experience. I'm here to help <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, so he's like run away from Gollum at this point um, because Gollum... Gollum is pissed because he doesn't have the ring. He's mad because Bilbo tricked him with the riddle thing and he's also hungry. And Bilbo, yeah, he puts the ring on and Gollum runs by him. And Bilbo's like, oh, I guess this turned to invisible. That's so lucky. And it's like, yeah. It yeah. Lucky, it's so interesting. I wonder if you read this without the context of all of like the Lord of the Rings, if you would think the ring is so important and so evil. Because it's just yeah. like a ring here. That's what I was wondering a lot, too, is like, because whenever someone is holding the ring in Fellowship or in Lord of the Rings, it's always described as like having this like weight to it. And there's Mm -hmm. like darkness and evil surrounding Mm -hmm. it. And like you put it on and you go into like, I I called it the upside down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like you go into like this half ghost shadow world, world, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't happen here. Yeah, that doesn't happen here. He just turns invisible. And it also doesn't really have much of a like negative mm-hmm. effect on Bilbo, at least like mentally. Like I think at one point it it talks about him thinking he's thinking about what it's like to be Gollum and like living in this darkness all his life and knowing nothing and only eating goblins mm-hmm. and like that just feeling so hopeless. But like that's kind of the darkest yeah. his thoughts go. So I did wonder like how much of this had Tolkien thought like did Tolkien at this point think that oh this ring just turned someone invisible Mm -hmm. and that's it Mm -hmm. or did he know at this point that it was gonna have more to it because i don't know i really i have have no clue yeah what Mm -hmm. to think i think the ring it does mention in here that the ring has been tormenting Gollum somewhat like he used to keep it on him at all times and now he can't stand to keep it around him that often Mm because i think the ring is tormenting him somewhat and then we do get the hint here also about the master who ruled them Mm -hmm. yeah power so I think um, I think there is shoot, some larger context out. stuff here, but it is interesting how not spooky the ring is as In far itself. as Bilbo goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was the other thing I was talking about earlier with this chapter is I really don't believe that Gollum would have noticed because it explains that he had gone and killed a goblin and in the process of like carrying the goblin back or whatever the ring slipped off and he didn't notice and so that's how the ring came to be in the tunnel where Bilbo found it Mm -hmm. but like I just don't believe for a second that like if you're so obsessed with this ring 
that you wouldn't notice it slipping off your finger, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I know that, like, for the sake of the plot, like, that's how, like, that's what had to have happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, it just doesn't change. And, like, the things that, like, we see Gollum do in Lord of the Rings out of, like, desperation of trying to get the ring back doesn't check out to me. I think even more so a little bit later this chapter, but yes, for sure. I think the ring was definitely affecting him in some ways in this area, keeping him from thinking about it. I don't know. It's hard to say. Perhaps. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he obviously, like, since the ring torments him and he can't wear it on him anymore, he can't wear it all the time anymore, there is something that he feels when Mm -hmm. he's wearing it. So if it were to slip off, that feeling would likely go away. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. probably the one of the more, like, uh, unbelievable plot points he was just really focused on the goblin snack he was about to have (laughs) i get it you know when you're so blinded by hunger you're like so i don't know like when you're driving to like go get fast food you're like i don't know if i ran over three people on the way here i just want food (laughs) like did i run did i run a red light i don't know oh no i don't know All I know is I'm about to get a milkshake and some fries, and, and that's all that matters to me. You know, awesome. you just kind of like black out. I've like five thousand percent done that, where I'm so hungry, I sit down to eat a meal, and then like I just like black out, and all of a sudden there's like four bites left, and I'm like, how did this? How did this happen? I don't remember eating this at all. Anyway, yeah. So Gollum is, he's like, oh, well, Bilbo is maybe ahead of me. So I'll go chase him and see if I can find him. And Bilbo is like, oh, this is so clever of me because now he's going to lead me to the exit. Mm -hmm. So he follows Gollum and then Gollum gets to the part of the tunnels where like it meets back up where the goblins are. And there's like this tiny opening and Gollum is like, okay, well... Bilbo's not here and he's not where the goblins are or he wouldn't have survived. So I'm just going to sit here. And then Bilbo's like, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. So then he just like jumps over him. And well, he, he has a really sustained argument with himself about killing Gollum at this point, which I think is interesting, especially in the context of like how much Frodo struggles with right, that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where he goes into um, these thoughts about like what it's like to be Gollum and to Mm -hmm. live here yeah and Bilbo eventually does come to this conclusion that like oh it's not really fair Mm -hmm. Um, which is like but I absolutely hated about um, like Frodo's character in in Lord of the Rings too it's just being like no he he 5,000% deserves it just kill him you know (laughs) so terrible and Bilbo at one point he's like he hasn't really threatened to kill me but But Gollum definitely did he was gonna to kill eat you? Me. He yeah. said he was gonna eat you. So like, I don't know where this compassion is coming from. I think but that's you're a much I better think person that's than me. Cause enough for a murder, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that checks out. Say you're gonna Ugh. eat me, I will kill you. Yeah, I just I have in my notes like it does. It's very compassionate of Bilbo, mm-hmm. and you see like how. How a person, how a person, how a hobbit like Bilbo would have been able to sustain so many years holding on to something as evil as the ring and continue Mm -hmm. to be and and not be entirely consumed by it is because Mm -hmm. he is so incredibly compassionate um, to the point where he can look at Gollum and be like, your circumstances are horrifying um, Mm -hmm. and I feel bad for you. But yes, you did just threaten to eat me and i would have just stabbed Gollum. yeah and like even so, yeah and like even still bilbo like still has pity for him yeah yeah, yeah. he's a good um, dude also of course like that being said it's a children's book it would have taken a dark turn if all of a sudden like your main character is like no nah, i'm gonna yeah, murder just him. stab him a little bit <laughs> just kill him doesn't need yeah. to die on screen yeah just like oh stab just oh no maybe stabbing. he bled out maybe he didn't i don't know <laughs> up to you um so bilbo leaps through this like gap in the opening and runs away it says Gollum was defeated he dared go no further he had lost lost his prey and lost to the only thing he ever cared for his precious yeah this is where it became unbelievable for me when he stops here 
and just lets Bilbo go. Oh, that go. he wouldn't follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's because he knows that without the ring, because in the fu- in the room, yeah, behind them that Bilbo goes into is where all the goblins are, and I think Gollum knows that if he goes to where the mm-hmm. goblins are and he doesn't have the ring, he'll be killed. Yeah, I guess so. But he does such like wild stuff in Lord of the Rings to follow the ring all over the place. He does just he just lets it go here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he screams thief, 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 Baggins. We hate it. We hate or we hates it. We hates it. We hates it forever. And I'm like, "Hmm, I'm sure that won't come up. Yeah. (laughs) This seems like something that we'll never revisit. Nah, I'm sure it won't come up again. Yeah. It's fine. Especially in this world with like long timelines and nah. <laughs> descendants won't come of up people again. Nah. thinking about Don't things. Don't need to worry to- about it. No, okay. All right. That's good. That's good. Um, so then Bilbo, for what it, for for some reason, like the ring like came off of him. I, I think don't... it's trying to get to the goblins here, right? The ring? Oh, yeah. the ring? Hmm. I think the goblins would probably make it easier for it to get back to Sauron at this point point oh it's trying to abandon bilbo it's like i'm done with you now you got me away from Gollum. so that, i you know what i think that that kind of checks out yeah. yeah yeah the ring does all kinds of convenient stuff for itself all the time i think yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. suddenly no, it's good. not on my finger anymore and i yeah pretty yeah sure and so was. bilbo realizes that he is fully visible <laughs> as he's jumped into this room full of goblins <laughs> And I liken this to when you're, I'm thinking specifically of um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, but like it's a an ex- it's an experience with a lot of other video games where like you're being stealthy, you're sneaking <laughs> around all these enemies, and then like maybe you hit a wrong button or like you accidentally like make a loud noise and you're like, oh no, I didn't mean to do that. And then all the monsters turn and look at you and you're like, well, I guess we're not going with stealth anymore. I guess we're fighting now. Except Bilbo doesn't fight. Yeah, he's just not a fighter. Yeah, but all the goblins turn and they're like, huh? (laughs) Look at him. They're all, they all just turn into Tim Allen for some reason. <laughs> then he puts the ring back on and turns invisible. And they're all like, where'd he go? <laughs> and so he goes to slip through this like crack in the door, barely makes it out. His like buttons pop off of his jacket. Um, and he runs out and makes it into like the exit of the cave and gets out of there alive, which is frankly like that's impressive, you know, super. We impressive. all three agreed that we would have died in the tunnel immediately so. in the beginning. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that is that is the end of the chapter. Of course, I know that we will see more of Gollum mm-hmm. in Lord of the Rings. I'm interested to see if we'll see more of Gollum in The Hobbit. I don't know. I'm kind of wondering. I feel like I feel like for the sake of, I don't know, the plot, maybe we won't see Gollum because then it would just turn into more of like Gollum trying to get the ring back. And then how do you stop him from getting the ring if he follows you? And the only way to stop him is to kill him. Um, <laughs> but we obviously didn't do that anymore. So I don't know. I'll just be interested to see what happens with, with Gollum at this point. Mm, yeah. Well, that will bring us to the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find both of us on Fanatical Fix, a Harry Potter fan fiction podcast where wherever pods are cast, and also on social media as Fanatical Fix. But you can also find Sequoia. You can find me on my other podcast, But Make It Scary, a show where we take romantic movies and turn them into horror films. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Um, That podcast can be found anywhere pods are cast and on social media at But Make It Scary. That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about the network by going to WBNE.org, where you will find all of our shows like our Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Late to the Party. This is an urgent message. If you or a loved one have been suffering from mild hallucinations, encountering what looked like a a horde of zombies, lack of fine motor function, there was no parking, and I pulled up on the lawn and broke a sprinkler head. The inability to sit for long periods of time. Did you just break the chair? Jordan is holding a chair arm up. Roll to sit. Oh, did not do so good. Trouble using your tools. Are you going to take another smashy smash? I sure am. 
13 probably doesn't hit. Does not hit. Sorry about the dice, Scott. <laughs> or existential crises. And I'm playing Sunny Days, a high elf cleric, a half elf cleric, a quarter elf cleric, a mostly human cleric, a mostly human, but with a smidgen of elf cleric. You may be entitled to podcasts. Ask your doctor about Late to the Party, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast for the whole family. Available every other Monday on WBNE.org or wherever podcasts are sold. The cover art is by Graphite, a.k.a. Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod or following the link in the episode description. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod, and you can also join the Facebook group, which is, again, linked in the description. You can find me on Twitter at mcwhatsup or Instagram at mcturndownforwhat. You can support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod. You can join the WBNE Discord server for $3 a month, or you can become a sponsor of the podcast like Taylor. And Taylor is a wonderful sponsor. We had a hangout with some of the other Tolkien About patrons in the Discord a couple weeks ago. Was it a couple weeks ago? I don't know. Time is irrelevant. And Taylor is amazing, and I love her, and thank you so much for your support. Thank you so, so much for having us on. This was a blast. Yes. I am going to definitely take this opportunity to just keep reading The Hobbit. Read the rest of it, I yeah. Think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. Nice, I it's nice. Time. I, I will also keep reading. Uh, it'll just take me a lot longer to get through it, but uh, eventually I'll get there and um, we'll see. Oh, actually, I do need to I do need to bring up and mention listeners. I have, unfortunately, at this point in my Hobbit journey, learned... Some kind of a spoiler. I'm not oh, no. sure what to what extent. Um, I was on TikTok. I scrolled away the first, but I did still catch like the first glimpse. Someone was showing a clip from the Hobbit movie, and I did see Bilbo like standing or sitting next to a dead body of some kind and looking sad. No uh, clue who the dead body was. Okay, All right. but at this point. I do I mean, know <laughs> that someone does die and it looks like it's going to be sad. And that does make me sad to know that like someone in here dies. The, like, the movies diverged more and more wildly from the book as they went along. But they just made up new characters. Like there are, there are characters list. in the movie that aren't in the book. And the final that, that battle. That is something I was wondering. It's like maybe this is maybe this is something that's that was just a movie thing. I yeah. don't know. But I am. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. But at this point, I felt I felt the need to update the listeners because um, yeah. I have uh, with Lord of the Rings when I was reading it, I did learn a couple like spoilers along yeah. the way that were like can't pretty believe, pivotal. Like, Lord so, of the Rings um, is so in the cultural zeitgeist. It's hard not to know. Yeah. Everything oh, about it. it was I was like on heightened like <laughs> senses for like a good year for like a solid year and a half of like anytime there was remotely like a mention of like Tolkien or Frodo I was like nope mute not listening <laughs> not doing it not risking it not going there yeah, yeah. so so well thank you guys so much for coming on do you have any parting words for the audience uh no Nope. <laughs> Rock on, my dudes. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs>